0: With Nick
2: Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday. February third, two thousand twenty-one, season sixteen, episode number ninety-six. Welcome to the latest edition of the Break, presented by Geico. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick Amber and Dave with me. We're talking about the quarterback today. We're going to spend a little time on this quarterback carousel around the NFL. There's a lot of things happening at the quarterback position. Probably unprecedented that we've seen this much movement of top-line quarterbacks around the league. We'll talk about how that affects Dak and the negotiations with the Cowboys. We'll also get into our the second half of our offensive review. Last week we hit the quarterback position. Uh, we also hit the uh, wide receiver position. This week we're going to talk about running backs, tight ends, and offensive line. Let's start first with this quarterback carousel. Uh, Nick, give us a level set. Like, what are what are your expectations, or what are you hearing? Maybe just thinking about where things stand right now between the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. <laughs>
3: um, I. I really don't know. I mean, I, I to, to sit here and say that I know what's going on would just be a lie. I mean, there, there's, there's, I don't, I, I don't know how much they've talked. I mean, there's reports that they have talked, but I mean, I've learned a long time ago that just because they say they talked about a trade, I mean, for how long? I mean, how wh- what were these talks? Hey, how's it going? Let's get a deal done. Uh, I do think that the you know not knowing what the salary cap is kind of. Uh, limiting you know the 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 talks a little bit but i i I still think that you know they know it's close enough to actually get something going i would imagine knowing march 9th is such a big important date that there are some talks here and and, because i think both sides really want to get a deal done i do believe that um and i think because of that and now there is a deadline and deadlines make deals i guess even (laughs) though we've passed about four um I think this is the biggest one, and I think that they'll get a the deal done. That's my gut feeling.
2: The big news came out last week that Matthew Stafford uh, was traded from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams gave up uh, two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and their starting quarterback, Jared Goff. Dave, I'll ask you, when you saw that news, what was your first reaction to that that deal?
0: My first reaction was honestly like, okay, well, there goes one options um because in in this weird world where you have to consider every possibility i do think you know one of the few things that makes sense for that would have made sense for them to do other than pay dak would be to try to get matt stafford out of detroit uh, you know he's got a manageable contract he's still fairly young for a quarterback he's obviously from dallas yada 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 so i mean it made sense for a lot of reasons so as soon as that happened i was like okay well However, you know that might have been unlikely, but it was one of the most likely things, and that's off the table now. Um, On top of that, it it just serves as a very timely reminder that drafting a quarterback is not always a guarantee to work out because Jared Goff was the first quarterback taken in his draft class, and the Rams wanted him gone so desperately that they, they gave up a first for Stafford, and then they gave up another one so the Lions would take his very large contract. And that was a guy that they just paid, what, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's just you know you you never know because and you know everybody's talked about it incessantly at this point. But Dak is the only quarterback left from his class that's either hasn't been benched, traded, or cut by the team that drafted him. So. It's a crapshoot. Even if you have a top five pick, you never
2: know. It absolutely is. And when you look around the league at what all is going on, you have that trade that happens. You got Deshaun Watson in Houston, who reportedly wants to be traded. Whether they will do that or not, who knows? San Francisco reportedly wants to move Jim, move Jimmy Garoppolo. They are eyeing support, supposedly Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You got Drew Brees expected to retire. Ben Roethlisberger. Probably should retire. I don't know. Uh, Maybe he decides to retire. Uh, But all of that, you look at all these quarterbacks that are moving around and and some of them not going to be playing next year. Amber, based upon the haul that, that, that Stafford was able to command from the Rams to Detroit, what do you think Dallas could get if they were to tag Dak and try to trade him?
4: That is a scenario that I am not entertaining because I don't (laughs) want it. I think that I I am good with Dak. That trade was insane to me, again, and and I feel really good about what, and I know it was a small sample that we got from Dak last year, but still, it, it made me feel, you know, in the past, I've always seen Dak as the type of player that needs others around him to make him better, Well, last year, my mind started changing and I started feeling the other way around to where I feel that Dak is able to make other players around him better. So I liked the way he was trending up and it's just hard to find a quarterback. Clearly, as you can see all these changes, it is hard to find a good quarterback that can give you what you're looking for as far as all the traits on and off the field. Now, one thing that I will say I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it just pisses me off that the Cowboys are always so slow to make moves right after the offseason. You always see other teams making moves right away, and they they go into into it, even in free agency. I just feel like we're always kind of behind, and it really bothers me because you see other teams moving, and then you're like, okay, we're kind of getting at the bottom of things to, to where you're left with not many options, you know? So you guys have been here longer. Why do you think that is? Because it really bothers me as far as how long the Cowboys always wait in order to get deals done.
2: Well, it's by design, right? And Nick, and I'll I'll let you kind of talk on this, but to me it seems like it's by design that the Cowboys have made the decision, the conscious decision, that they don't want to be players in – the big money free agents. Right. They want to be players in the bargain basement shopping. And again, whether you agree with that or not, that's been their conscious decision.
3: Right? Yeah, they're not trying to set the market. And this particular uh, year is different just because you know they they are waiting to, to see. I mean, I think they're kind of hiding behind that just to say, well, we don't know what the cap is. But yeah. there's also another side of it that says if anybody would know what the cap is, it would be Jerry. You know, he would probably I think have, he has an inside track a on good that idea maybe? of what it might be. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah I don't. I, they've never been one to set the market, and they've never been one to really follow what other teams are doing. And this is
2: well, a, there was a time you and I were back here during a time when they go early on free. You. you remember that that one year when they one got year. they got well, well, that year like you You're talking about Terrence? New- no, not no, here. when they Brady got, got Carr. Um, no, no, they got like. Uh, there were three guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they and they had press conference for all three yeah. like the day free agency started. That was it my was my birthday. Was that it was a cornerback?
3: Yeah, it was Anthony, Anthony Henry, Henry, Marco right? Rivera, yeah, and Jason Ferguson. There you go. And uh, and they, they were all the, <laughs> yeah. priority that type free agents. That must have
4: been a long time ago because <laughs> I never maybe heard what, those names before. <laughs> two thousand two thousand five. Yeah, okay.
3: two
1: thousand
3: five. Three press conferences one day, and. Neither one of them was really that great. I think Anthony Henry was, okay. he was a pretty good. He was okay. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, but I, I think but the other two probably. do you guys think not.
4: that they should change the strategy?
3: Yes,
0: I've mean, been saying for, we've been saying for years that we think they should change the strategy. I mean, we talk about that every spring, and I mean, yeah, like they, they aren't big spenders in free agency. The other, yeah, and you know, for whatever reason, the Cowboys insist that. It has to happen on a deadline, and Nick, I know you said that they've let a lot of deadlines pass already, but not any drop dead deadlines, right? And right. that's what March 9th Mar- not what that's what March ninth is starting to feel like is like a crapper get off the pot type of moment, and um, yeah. for whatever reason, the Cowboys just feel like they have to let it get to that point. I don't really know why.
2: I will say this though, and I don't want to be the revisionist history guy, so I have to say. I actually was, and this is going back to those days of the early 2000s. Nick, you and I were here when we saw them go out and give up two first-round picks for for Galloway. And mm-hmm. we saw them give up picks for you know for, for Roy Williams. And we saw them have that year when they went and got Anthony Henry and those guys. So there was a perception here in the early 2000s that the Cowboys would always think they could win the Super Bowl in free agency. And they would go out and they would spin. They would go out and give up picks and they'd get guys and it didn't work. And and so for me, I was one of those people that at that time, I was like, when they kind of made this shift, I was like, yeah, build it through the draft. You, you'll have a better chance building through the draft because you're not doing well trying to build it through free agency. So I, I think what we found out in this whole process is both types of scenarios can be flawed. It really comes down to if you're going to be hard in free agency, you still got to get the right guys. You still got. If you're going to spend money, you got to make sure you got the right guys. I would have loved to see them have that strategy when they had Will McClay having more of an input in what in the guys that they were getting. Maybe it it turns out a little differently. But we've seen both sides, Nick. We've seen we've seen the good and the bad of free agency. We've seen the good and the bad. Of, of just going through the draft. And, and I don't know that there's a, a science that has to work here or, or think, has to not work. I don't
3: think anything has worked, though, really, right. when you think yeah, about it. I point. mean, 25 years, uh, they haven't been to the Super Bowl, haven't been to the championship game in 25 years. So taking it back, see, and, and you know they're not going to change the GM. So you can sit there all you want and yell at the computer and say that's what they need to do. Um, I will argue that they do have different GMs. They do they do it and the GM is the voice in the decision maker's ear and that's what i think is changing i think jerry doesn't make as many decisions as you think but either way if they're not changing all of that then they need to change the approach and we've seen all kinds of different approaches and nothing it's has not gotten yeah. to the division, to the championship game
2: yep Okay,
0: but that sort of insinuates that just it kind of insinuates that there's only two extremes that you can adhere to. I don't want the Cowboys to splash 150 million dollars on the first day of free agency. I don't think most fans want that. You just want them to be willing to take calculated risks. You know, I'll bring it up every time this comes up until I don't do this anymore. Sign Tyron Matthew Absolutely. for a one-year seven million dollar deal. Yeah, go go get those types of players. Add. Good players to your team. If you have to spend some money, do it. Nobody, you know, the Giants, that's the thing I think about when we talk about this is the Giants signed Damon Harrison, Olivier Vernon, and Janoris Jenkins all on the same day of free agency, and they had to cut or trade all of them within like three years. Like, that's not what I'm after. You just got to be willing to do more than scrape the bottom of the barrel, which is what the Cowboys insist on doing.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I look at a guy even like Minka Fitzpatrick when he became available. Like, go and get that kind of guy. He's young, he's a really good player. I don't care if you don't think he fits your scheme. Then make your scheme fit him. Like, he's a good player. And I think those are the types of things. I agree with you, Dave. Those are the types of scenarios I'd like them to take a chance on a little more frequently rather than making a big splash in free agency or rather than uh, going out and just saying we're going to go all bargain basement on free agency and try to build it to the draft. That
3: being said, and you would have been fine. I mean, sitting back now, you'd be fine with having Minka Fitzpatrick have to sign him, which I think they would. And not have CD Lamb, and and because they, wouldn't it have? They would have parted a first round pick. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know what it, what it mean could go for. Did, did they have to give a first round pick? For him? I'm pretty sure they did. Yes, preferred. they did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. you know, same with Jamal Adams. Hey, you don't that know what you of.
2: have until I mean, like, you, yeah, you, you don't, don't know. know. Like, you would have still had you would have still had two really good wide receivers. We had that conversation last week. You yeah. got you, you you have an embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position right now, right? Now. I will tell you this, and, and you guys say this all the time, I'd love to hear how you think about it, but if if you're telling me you're gonna get for the first time in a very, very long time a game changing, playmaking type safety, would you be willing to give up a premier wide receiver for that?
0: Uh, I wouldn't I uh, I mean, I'd be you know, it, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I would be very happy if this team had Minka Fitzpatrick And I would have never known that they would have missed out on CeeDee Lamb. Like, we never would have had to think about it. So, yeah, CeeDee Lamb's on this team, but if you told me I had Minka Patrick instead, I wouldn't be upset about it.
4: You know, since I started working here and learning about the draft and the process and all of that, I've always heard this sentence that it always annoys me now that that I know the game a little bit better. But it's this idea of drafting for the future, and I get the concept behind it, but I've been here for what, like six, seven years, where, when is the future happening, I mean, where has that gotten you, nowhere, really, so it's, it, it it's just frustrating when, to me, it's always that mentality of drafting guys, and you have to draft guys, I get it, but at the same time, those guys come with the need of development and and time of playing out in the field and and you're turning and molding this player into something better. But sometimes you don't have the time for that. And and you look at the, the veteran players that have departed and the transition into a new, younger roster, all that but still you need veteran help and sometimes you do need to make a splash in free agency and make that move and it might not happen this year because (laughs) we're talking about Dak prescott and the quarterback position so that's going to be the biggest splash this year but it's just very unfortunate that years come and go and you never see that kind of help uh coming to the team we're always left with little like crumbs and not that crumbs are bad sometimes they're good but you, you sometimes need a little bit more power and and, and strength rather than, because I always watch it, you know, on social media, you see other teams making moves and you're like, man, when are the Cowboys going to do something? When, what are we waiting on? And we're always like towards the last weeks of reagency agency making moves. And it's just like uh, a little disappointing, disappointing, because you do want those veteran guys to be able to come in here and, and make an impact right away.
2: I'm going to change the conversation just a bit and I'm going to go to you, Nick, first on this question. Is there a price tag of what you could get back that would make you want to consider trading Dak Prescott?
1: Uh,
2: And What would that price tag be? Two number ones. You would do it for two number ones? Yeah, Yeah, I would. Do you at all consider the fact that when you look at, and Dave alluded to this a little earlier, when you look at the hit-miss hit, hit miss rate of quarterbacks, even the ones selected in the first round. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife were actually having this conversation last night. If you go through and think about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, we couldn't come up with, other than Watson, we couldn't come up with a single quarterback that you consider one of the top-tier guys in the league right now that was selected high in the first round. Like You start going yeah. through the list of Rodgers and Mahomes and – Um, who were some of the other guys we threw out there? Russell Wilson. And if you want to put Dak in that conversation, I'm not sure. But, you know, you just go start going down this list. These are not – like, the top guys, Wentz, Goff, like, those are the guys you're having problems. Like, you're thinking that was a wasted pick. So, if you've got two first-round picks, are you sure you can get a replacement for Dak Prescott?
3: No, I'm not sure. But – you know, ask the whole group, though. So. I know. Because, I, and I'm going to I, you and I'm get to them. Because I, I feel like when I watch the Super Bowl and I see the championship game and I see these guys that are playing, I see guys that are playing, uh, and I, I, you know, the, look at the guys around them. I don't think that there's a lot of top. There's not a lot of high drafts around them, too. If you want to talk about high draft picks, these top quarterbacks that you're seeing, they don't really have a lot of high draft picks around them. I mean, I, I think that Devontae Adams has turned into a star. I think Rodgers has helped with that. I don't think he was a top pick. I don't think Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey were top picks. I know that nobody in Seattle up there was a the top pick. Um, so I just feel like you know those guys have done well to develop the guys around them. I think Dak's got more help than others. And I'm not 100% sure that Dak is... is Great. I think Dak is really good, but I don't think he, I don't know if he's shown that he's great. So I, I, there'd be a risk in trading him away. There'd be a risk in signing him for forty million because I think you're seeing down in Houston what happens when you try to say go win it for us, Deshaun, and that's that's going to be that's hard as well because they took a lot of his talent away from him. And I don't think he's he took all his that, best
2: talent from him.
3: Yeah. They, no doubt they took the, his best talent away from him and thought that well forty billion let's go win and you know it's hard it's hard to do that. So it's risky either
2: way. All right, Dave. Is there a price tag, and what would it be?
3: Yeah, I.
0: So this is actually something that I brought up on the draft show, and and some people pointed it out to me. It's very fair to point out. Dak has veto power over somebody trying to trade him because you can't trade him until he signs his con his franchise tender. And if he doesn't want to sign it, there's nothing you can do. You can't you can't do anything unless he's willing to sign that. So. If you were gonna trade him, you would have to okay it with the team trading for him, okay with okay it with Dak and his people, get everybody on the same page that this is something they wanna do, and then you can do it. So it's it's let me jump in real quick. Let me jump in real quick, Dave.
2: Real quick. I I would think it's probably because of the fact that he would be on a franchise tag. Most likely, whoever would be trading for him, they would want to be talking to him and have a long-term deal already set up in order for them to say yes sure, to trade for him. Sure, of course,
3: because <laughs> that kind of takes a while with oh. his agent.
2: <laughs> oh but you know that's the point. Like that no, would have I, to happen.
3: Yes,
0: of course. But all I'm sa- all I'm saying is, you know, if if the Cowboys wanted to ship him to Houston, where the culture just seems like a disaster, yeah, he could say, hell no, I don't care how much you're going to pay me, I'm not going there. That looks like a train wreck. Anyway, so the point being, yeah. uh, yes, there's a price that you could pay me to get me to listen, but it would be high. And the, the scenario I came up with yesterday was uh, if the Miami Dolphins approached me about giving me the third overall pick, the 18th overall pick, and Tua to Tungavailoa for Dak, I would be sorely tempted. I would be sorely—I would probably— I'd have to at least give it a lot of consideration. You wouldn't do that, I'm Derek. To say I would do you're it, you're
3: shaking your head like you wouldn't do that.
2: And look, I was going to wait hey, up my opinion and at I the I end of this, but go ahead, Dave.
0: I don't. I don't blame Derek if he's hesitant. Tua didn't look great right. last year in the opportunities that he got, and then if you're picking third in this draft, Trevor Lawrence and likely the second best quarterback is off the table. So you're picking from the third best option. And maybe a guy, you know, in Tua who could be good, but didn't look like, you know, he didn't look like the next Mahomes in the opportunity that he got last year. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'd be pretty scared to be the team that sent away, you know, a, a top five quarterback. And I I legitimately believe if you take out Brady Breeze, Roethlisberger, I mean, Roethlisberger, and Breeze aren't even good anymore anyway. You take out Aaron Rodgers, who's very close to 40 years old. Like, once you weed out the guys who are getting close to retirement, Dak is a top five quarterback, and it's basically inarguable. So, I would be very hesitant to do that. Uh, but there is a price you could throw at me that would make me listen. And it starts with like two or three ones and maybe a quarterback prospect as well.
2: All right, Amber, is there a price?
4: No, I said it earlier. I'm closing that door. not interested. I don't want to take the risk. Look, the Cowboys have way too many other problems to add another one. Add its uncertainty at the quarterback position. And again, there's a lot of question marks right now, but at least we know what Dak is, what he can be, what he was kind of becoming and trending to become. So I just, I don't want to add another problem to my list of problems. I wanna, even if it's just a year, I'm focused on 2021, not 22, 23, or 24. This year, I wanna have him and then figure out and and, and, and all this other mess, especially around defense, and we gotta figure out the O-line. So I do not wanna add another area of concern, of uncertainty, of like, oh, we don't know if this is really gonna work out. At least with Dak, Dak, we know what he is.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with Amber on this. Like there's not much that a team can offer me. I mean, it would have to be so obscene that I would be like, I can't pass this up. Like five first rounders. Like something so crazy to where it's like, well, absolutely absolutely I absolutely cannot pass this up. But I am just a believer in I think the history of it shows no matter where you select them, it is a crapshoot to get a quarterback uh that, that's gonna stick. And and I but the flip side to that is you don't have a shot in the NFL if you don't have a quarterback. Like, you are not going to win. You just cannot win without a quarterback in the NFL. And so from that standpoint, if I have a guy that, as Dave says, I agree, is a top-five quarterback in the NFL, I feel really good about that, there's not much you can give me that makes me say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade him. Like, right. uh, it would have to be something that was so just crazy – that 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 it would have it would force me to trade him.
3: I know we got to take a break here, but I want to say one thing to Amber's point about I, I got you know other problems. You know you realize that signing a guy to a forty million a year contract isn't really going to help you drastically fix those other problems. I mean you're still going to have them, and you, it's going to even be harder to fix them. But but I get the point of well you know at least you got the quarterback and you can go win. But you also got to remember this too, Derek. About when you said, you know, about what you wouldn't trade and all that. You got to remember who's doing the deal, and, and it's Jerry and it's Steven who in the negotiations. And if they feel like they are far away from making this happen, now do you? If it gets down to it, you know, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a different scenario for them knowing we're really close to just getting a comp pick for him. So absolutely. if absolutely. they know that, you know, if it's hot or cold in the trade, you know, then they, they may need to say, you know, it, it might change their, their thought a little bit. Like, well, you had to get something. Like, oh, they should have got more. They couldn't get more because time was running out. The good example Which there is, is what's
2: happening in Houston, right? right When you get to a point where you know you're not going to keep this guy long term, then you got to get something. So yeah. I get you. If you get to that point point they don't feel like they're going to be able to do a deal, then they get what they can get. And hopefully it would be a big haul. I'm just saying. Right now, based upon what we've heard, which is that both sides want to get a deal done, I'm not entertaining the idea of trading him right now. For me, he is a valuable commodity. He is a guy, and I'll I'll take your scenario. Like I don't even care if that means that I'm going to have a little less talent at other positions in order to keep him. What I've seen is you could still win championships like that. What I've not seen is the flip, which is winning a championship without a good quarterback. Like The only time you do that is when you have an excellent defense, and this defense is so far from being excellent. Like That's not even in in my frame of of reference right now. So I just think you're you're much closer to getting where you want to go if you have the quarterback in place. I'm not willing to give that up. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, offense. We're going to start with the running back position, talk a little bit about Zeke Elliott and where he fits on this team going forward. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours
0: today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. You can join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now. Get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit dallascowboys.com slash united for details.
2: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by GEICO. Let's jump into uh, the second part of our offensive review that we started last week. We talked about quarterbacks and wide receivers. Now I want to talk about running backs. And I'll start first with the fact that Zeke Elliott's yards per game have declined every year of his career, hitting a low this year of 65.3 yards per game. What are your expectations for his future here with the Cowboys? Let's start first with you, Amber.
4: My expectations. um, How many years does he have left on his contract? I forgot. Like
3: 11 four or five yeah like Eleven. six or so it's six just drop the foe it's ever it's out there i saw the chart he's the farthest one to the right he got
4: his way. but um you know what i i'm not ready to give up on him uh as far as uh, my expectations i do think that he can be better this year Last year was very unfortunate, disappointing, but at the same time, it wasn't like he was the only player playing bad. There were so many other players that you expected expected them to do better as well, and they just didn't. So that's how I see it. It wasn't like just him. So I am expecting him to be able to come back and help the Cowboys. I'm expecting them to be able to run the ball a lot better, but that will only happen if you get the right help in The O line, you need to reinforce the O line, get that better. Uh, don't know what's gonna happen with Tyron, I'm sure we're gonna talk about him later, but that those are things that you need in order to have seeks, uh, Seek become successful again. And to me, I, I don't care about this whole oh, we're the NFL is a passing game league type of thing. I need to be able to trust my running game and I need to be able to them to be powerful once again and I think Zeke still has it in him he still does but only time will tell right now I still have hope but it's gonna take for us to get into the this next season to really see if he is still that kind of uh running back
2: Dave
0: well as we alluded to I mean the contract the contract kind of makes it a, a moot point at least for two more years uh you can get away from it Without having to do anything crazy after the twenty twenty two season, so you got two more seasons at minimum with with Zeke, and at least in my opinion, because I think I think he is a good enough player. I mean, I think it's it's silly to think you're going to trade him for something worth trading for, and I think you're a better team with him on the roster than without. Like he's not so bad that he needs to be off the roster. That's silly. Uh, so you run it back, hopefully. You know, hopefully the offensive line is healthier. Hopefully your quarterback's play is better. And I think he will look like a much better player if all that happens. I've said this a million times since the midpoint of last season. It's a shame that you're saying that about a $90 million running back. Like, for the money, you know, I mean, throw up the best plays of Alvin Kamara's season or Dalvin Cook's season or even Aaron Jones. Um, It looks vastly different. Like, Zeke, Zeke didn't make plays like that, and if you're worth $90 million, you should be able to make a few plays like that regardless of what's available on your offense. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's fair to say maybe he can get back there, but right now Zeke is not one of the top, top-tier running backs in the NFL. And that's okay if you have talent around him, and hopefully they will. So, that's kind of, I'm just... Like, eh, we're getting a disappointing return of investment on this contract, but I'm optimistic that they can correct course here next season and the season after that.
3: Nick? Yeah, I mean, who who have you not had a disappointing return from in the big contract that you've had in the last five years? I mean, you could even say Zach Martin. Zach Martin's been really good. has been a little disappointing in the last year just because he got hurt. That's it. I mean, he's been outstanding. Other than that, though, everybody else is, i don't know has met the expectations. But isn't that kind
2: of a function of a bad team, though? Like they just played bad as a team, so it's hard to really point out some people. That's like, oh, hey, but they were good, you know? Well, I don't—I don't think so. If it's and you get paid individually, I think you can get you can get
3: reviewed individually. And I don't think that Demarcus Lawrence has met the contract that he's done. I know Jalen Smith hasn't. I know Zeke hasn't. I mean, Tyron Smith is because it's it's not really a great deal. You know, uh, Lyle Collins did his first year after. Then he got hurt last year, so I mean, it's hard Amari to Cooper. say that. Amari Cooper? He's been wired. Yeah. yeah, Amari Cooper, you could say, had had a, had a good yeah. year for that. But, I mean, get ready. I'm just saying. <laughs> what? What are you, what are you uh, No, with? I'm just saying. I mean, none of them are going to be what, what Dak's deal is. And, and the oh, scrutiny yeah. for that is, is, you know, I mean, he he's got to be – you know he's got to be Superman. He really has to be, especially with with the deal
2: he's about to get. So, well, you know how it goes to quarterbacks. They are the only player on the team that win loss record goes with him, and and championships are part of what you talk about with them. So, I think that's going to be the expectation. When you make forty million, fans are going to be looking around saying, "We need to be in some championship games, and we need to you be know, in some Super Bowls." If you are going to be worth the money you are getting paid, this this setup of.
3: You know, WebEx or whatever doesn't really uh, allow us to have these great conversations. But, like, I I said something earlier that I'm I'm curious to see what everyone thought about it. throw it it out there. Because I said that I think Dak is a good quarterback. And you guys are saying that you think he's a great quarterback. Yep. And so I think maybe, I mean, I'll let y'all. Where? Like, where where, where has he been great? I don't. Under, I just don't see. I, I'm not a Dak hater. You have to sign him. I'm signing him. That's what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. But I, I. It's
2: risky because I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I mean, I don't know why. It, it's all based on a curve. So you tell me what quarterbacks in the league are better. And and as Dave like Dave threw it out there like I don't think there are a lot that are better. I really don't. But just
3: because there's 32 picks in the first round doesn't mean
2: there's 32
3: first round grades. Understood. So. Again, I mean, who? I, I don't, okay, I'm not. I'm not comparing you can apply me. that
0: logic. You you can apply that logic the same way. Just because, I mean, just because you don't think Dak is amazing doesn't mean that there are very many quarterbacks that are better than him.
3: Okay, but, I but like, say, I mean, but but they're asking. But that's the so same. So where are you getting? I, I no. But my point is, is that is that here we are. He's got to get paid like a great quarterback. He's got to he's got to get paid that that way. And the Cowboys. You know, I'm just saying, it's it's risky. I I just don't know where people that that love Dak and they say he's been doing great. And I'm like, but where? Okay, I'll put the it like this. I'll put yards? it like this. I'll put
2: it like no, no, no. I'll okay. put it like this. If you've watched Dak play, I, I think have, I have. Have, yeah. Have you have you seen moments where you like he does extraordinary things that other quarterbacks don't necessarily do, or that only a handful of other quarterbacks do? And I think there are things like that that I look at him, and that's that's the other reason I'll, I'll apply it to Goff. It's one of the reasons why I don't think Goff is that player. Because when I watch Goff, I think a lot of the things where he makes plays, they are based upon scheme because he has a wide-open receiver because his coach was able to scheme up something for him to have a wide-open receiver. I have not seen him make a ton of plays that I was like, wow, that was an amazing play that was made by the quarterback. And that's how we think about all players that we think are great. They make plays. We, We do it. Number of time in every game that you watch Pat Mahomes, you're like, oh, my God, that dude's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Dak has moments like that, and so that's what makes me think he is a great quarterback. Dak makes plays for this team that otherwise would not be made. There, I'll, I'll put it like this. He makes plays for this team that we didn't see made during the other part of the season when he didn't play this year. By any quarterback that played, that's the difference.
3: Wait, you're comparing them to the backups?
2: No, I'm just saying, right, but, I'm just I'm, saying but, but I'm saying if you're going to compare quarterbacks, yeah. you're going to talk about who is great and who's not. The great ones, they make those plays. We didn't see those plays. Like you, you don't see those plays when you watch a lot of quarterbacks in the league. There are, again, he is among those players in the league that's probably four or five up there that make the kind of plays that without them, you don't get that play.
3: Okay, but I think Nick. you're— t- I think you're talking about athletic plays, like get off me type things where he's big if strong. It mo- if and all it that. moves the ball, then yeah, right, absolutely. Right, right. He does make those plays. Yeah, does that not count? Right. Oh, it count? certainly counts. Let me finish my okay. point. Right. That counts. Right. I'm talking about third and nine slant over the middle. Of the ball wasn't there. His accuracy is not – But that's, is no, not, but is that's not,
2: beside – okay, so if, if that's the case – I'm if,
3: just saying he doesn't make all the throws. He, he's. A, th- that's fine. He's, he's, he's a good no, quarterback. No. He's a good quarterback. You're going to have to pay him like a like a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback.
2: I think the argument that you're making is in order to be great, you got to be great at everything. And I don't think that's the case for all quarterbacks that you're calling great. Name a quarterback other than Mahomes that's great at everything. Like, there isn't one. There isn't one. Uh, okay. And so and so. my point is, I, yeah, he might have some holes in his game. There might be parts of his game where he's better than others. My point is, can he make plays that other guys don't make? And I think that's what makes him a great player, and I do think that's the case. Okay.
3: I, I just, I'm going to just agree to disagree on this one because Let me ask you I think this. he's a good player. I if think his you, supporting cast is better than him. Go ahead.
4: Nick, if you – let, let's forget about the money. Let's forget about him not being under contract or anything. Let's assume he's under contract uh, for a fair deal or whatever. Would you still be looking at other quarterbacks to bring here, or would you be okay with having him as your starter?
3: Um, I don't know. I'm not sure how that applies, but I, I'll say... I'll, I, because I I'll think say you're say, looking yeah, at I'll it the him. wrong way. You're, okay. you're,
4: com- you're comparing money to the quarterback, and that's just... That's not about being great or good or whatever. That's just part of the business aspect of it. Whether you like it or not, there's money and a certain amount of money that's involved in making these type of deals. And I think that's how you're looking at it. You're comparing the money to the talent. And I think that it's just by default. That's just how this league is structured. And that's just kind of what you have to do in order to keep a quarterback.
3: All I'm saying is is that have you ever seen like a boat? Have you ever seen a boat parked in an apartment complex? You know, or a Lamborghini or something like that? And, and, and it's you're like, like, why? Yeah. But it's this. It's all about people's priorities, which yeah. are different. And all that's all I'm saying is is that I know you're. So you're saying
2: this team is an apartment complex, and Dak I, no, is a Lamborghini. What, what are you saying?
3: I, I'm saying it's about to be that. <laughs> what are we saying? It might be that way if you pay them that way. And so when when you take out money, Amber, I I, I don't. I don't think you can take out money because that's what I'm talking about here. Is he good enough to play on my team? Of course, of course he's good enough. But all I'm saying is, is that you're putting that money in there, and I wonder how it's gonna how it's gonna affect the other other teams because if you go and look at all these other contracts, I don't think the team has done that well. But I would also, let but Dave, I would also, let Dave but I would say this. this.
2: I would also throw this out there. If you look at where Dak is in his career. I think you'd be hard pressed to find quarterbacks at that stage of their career who were better than he was at that same stage, and that's where again I think you have to project a little bit here. Is he at where Aaron Rodgers is right now? No, no, Hell no. I'm, but 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 that's need the to be
1: point. Aaron
2: but my point is he's on the trajectory of I think what great quarterbacks become in the NFL. You look at Tom Brady in the early part of his career; he wasn't great immediately. He went to the Super Bowl immediately, but that was because he had a great coach, he had a great defense, he had a great running game. And that's the same thing. Dak had the benefit of having really good supporting casts around him when he first started. That's what got him off to the start. But you look at how his trajectory has gone, and you see this last year, this last year, for those games that he played, that offense was running through him. He was the reason that the offense was going. And I understand the record was what the record was, mm-hmm. but beside that fact, the fact is that he was making plays for this team. He was getting no support from the defense. He was getting a team that was turning the ball over at a rapid pace. There were a lot of things that were going against him, but if you just evaluate his play, I think he was playing at that level of that next level quarterback, and I think his 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 trajectory is ascending. Dave, what do you have on this? Let's talk about running backs. I I don't I don't
0: think I have anything to add that Derek didn't already say. Uh, and Nick, I I'm not. I am not putting these words in your mouth, but I don't think you can discount the backup talk uh, because a large portion of the fan base thought Andy Dalton was coming for Dak's job and thought that he should. And people, are, people in the national media were saying as recently October as October, I believe it was Tony Tony Dungy that said this could be a blessing in disguise that Dak got hurt because now the Cowboys can get back to ground and pound and all that stupid crap and how'd that work out how much better did Dak look than anything that Dalton or Garrett Gilbert or Ben DiNucci was able to throw out there I think yeah I think I said it last week from the time Amari Cooper got here the ways that he has grown as a passer are incredible to me I mean it like Derek said it all runs through him he can make every freaking throw in the book I mean how many dimes have we seen him drop on Amari or some of these throws down the seam, mm-hmm. where he threw C.D. Lamb completely open, uh, which, by the way, was everybody's knock on him that he could never do that. He does stuff like that in his sleep these days. And on top of that, he's much more athletic than your average starting NFL quarterback. I believe he's got twenty-three or twenty-five rushing touchdowns, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm terrified by these comments from Jerry Jones that he needs to do less of that. I couldn't, I could not disagree more. That needs to be part of his game. Uh, forever, as long as he's healthy and mobile enough to do it. Um, like I said, I think when you take out the guys who are getting closer to retirement, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are the only quarterbacks in this league that I think you can definitively say are better than Dak Prescott. Um, you know, if you want if you want to say Deshaun Watson's better, I'm not going to argue with you, but I don't think you can make a bulletproof case that that's true. Uh, so, that's the going rate for a guy that's in the top five, and I feel totally comfortable paying it. I don't know if that means he'll win the Cowboys a Super Bowl, but I think he gives them a better chance than going back to the well.
2: And and I'll make this final point too, right before we we and if you had something else throwing there, Nick. but but if you guy. but if you watch other t- other quarterbacks, even some of the really good ones, they miss throws too. And yeah. I think sometimes we watch our guys because we're watching every moment of their entire career, and so we see all the warts. Uh, and sometimes it has a way of kind of making you forget about all the great moments. But I, I look at these other games, and I'm watching these quarterbacks, and, and they miss some too. I, I know Aaron Rodgers. I watch games where Aaron Rodgers just doesn't seem to hit some open receivers that, that he should be able to make those throws. It happens sometimes. Yeah.
3: You know? Well, then, then. – something needs to change as far as i mean you, you hope that the offensive coordinator and Dak will be able to work together this year more than they did last year as far as on the field or whatever because as as much as the boy genius has been talked about from the offensive coordinator standpoint one thing that they they completely sucked at last year regardless of who the quarterback was and that's getting off to a good start hmm. so what's happening between monday and and Saturday that they it takes them too long to get going here. And 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 that and, and you know you can say, well that that's two years in a row now. A lot of Dak's numbers have been late in the game. Yeah. Um, who do we put that on? I mean offensive coordinator, I mean whatever it is, because the, whether they're getting hollow stats, whatever it is, even the NFC championship game against the Packers, they were down so bad early. I'm not putting it all on Dak. I'm saying that they gotta figure that out. Um he needs way less stats. If he gets way less stats, he'll have more wins. You know, I mean, if they can do their damage up. early on and then lean on Pollard and Zeke, maybe I should say it Zeke and Pollard either way, lean on those two backs, and I think that it'll be better for Dak than to try to throw their way back into games and get all these 500-yard games with a loss.
2: And part of that is on this defense. Sure. If their defense can make some stops early and not put them in a 14 nothing hole then, yeah, it, it creates a better opportunity for your offense to be able to, instead of going, right. basically, we're going to go 11 personnel and throw the rest of the game, you don't have to make that decision. You can you can have some variability to what you're doing on offense. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to finish the conversation on running backs and, uh, <laughs> and see how that goes. It's inevitable. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
3: Let Formation meet all of your professional needs and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family. Enjoy custom business events developed exclusively by Cowboys front office staff and so much more. Join our community and enjoy the home field advantage of having your business address on Cowboys Way. Get more details or book a tour at Formation
2: at com. You can tour Formation. Do that. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Geico. Um, let's talk about the running back position. We had started a conversation on Zeke and, and his, uh, his number of yards per season. There was another th- interesting thing that stood out to me as I was looking at running backs around the league. There were only two running backs with more than 1,200 yards um, last season. That was uh, Derrick Henry with 2,027 and Dalvin Cook with 1,557. Zeke's 979 yards, ranked 11th in the league. Now, I want to give it perspective. In 2019, he was fourth in the league uh, with 1357. He was first in the league in 2018 with 1434. So, you know, you got to put it in context. Last year, what could have been an aberration, because the two years before that, he was right up there in the top five, one year being the top rusher in the league. My question for you guys is, is Zeke still a premier running back? In the National Football League, when compared to his peers, let's start with you, Dave.
0: I mean, when, when you say premier, I mean he's certainly like he's one of the only feature backs in the league, like in terms of like a guy who doesn't really share the workload, and I mean, he's he's obviously a good player. But I think I said that in the last segment, like, and I forgot Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. Um, Saquon when he's healthy, Aaron Jones. Like, I mean, I, I don't think of Zeke in that conversation. Not right now. Well, then that's you what know, I was he's, asking. He's yeah, a, he's not that. He's there. a good starting running back.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. Amber.
4: I mean, not right now. Not after the kind of season that we saw. But like I said before, I think he can get back into that group and that conversation. He has gone down further from the group, but I, I I, mean, he's still kind of da- up there a little bit. I mean, it depends how you're looking at it, but he, he, he's still a guy that that he has certain skills that it's hard to find in a running back. And is it, like I said before, it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see it this past year, but I'm still not giving up on him, and I think he can get back into being one of the running backs that... The NFL talks about as a high running back.
3: Nick. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you asked me last because I would just say irrelevant. It's kind of like what David said earlier. It's irrelevant whether or not he is good or not, or top five or yeah. top ten, because he is the top number one running back on your team. Because that's what the contract says, and that's what you know when they drafted him fourth overall. They they knew they were going to have to do a deal like that, which um, and, and they did, and so and, and he he deserved the deal. Um, you know he he had played to that level, but that's what got Jerry Jones in trouble a long time ago was paying these guys in the '90s for what they have done mm-hmm. and not what they're going to do. It's hard to project. It's really hard to project. I do I agree with both of them. I think that they can. You know he's he's good right now. Um, he's on that second level, but you know Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Dak Dak Prescott. They're they're really they're really good for a reason. And and they're and, and that's why that they make a lot of money and going to make a lot of money. So get those pieces around him, and I bet Zeke looks better.
2: Yeah, you know the one thing, and I'll say this: like, I think as bad as as the season was, relatively speaking, for for Zeke. I think there are a lot of things that suggest to me that he'll be back to that 1,300 to 1,500 range in yards next year if those guys are back and healthy. If you've got his offensive line back, I I totally expect he'll be back in that range, which means he'll be up there. As I said before, there are only two guys above 1,200 this year. He'll be right back up there in that top five next year if those things fall into place as far as the health of of those guys. The one area of his game that I still have not – Seen him ascend to the level that I thought he would when they drafted him is his ability to catch out of the backfield. I remember having a conversation with Gary Brown at the time that they made this pick and him talking about how, hey man, this guy can really catch the ball. I think one of the best parts about his game is that he can be a guy that can get uh, catch balls out of the backfield and make something happen in the open field. We know he has that ability to make plays in the open field. He just hasn't been consistent in catching the ball. And and there are a number of times this season and, and really throughout his career when he's at opportunities and just doesn't make the catch. and And so that's a part of his game that I really think I would love for him to invest more time in that part of his game because I think if he gets better there – I think his total yards would be much better. I think he'd become a much better weapon for this team, especially knowing what you got at wide receiver and at tight end. I think you got guys that can clear out space for him and leave him in situations where he's only got one guy to, to, to basically beat. And I think in those situations, it would be a great matchup for the Cowboys. He just hasn't been consistent enough catching the ball. All right, let's move on. Ahead, I would, uh, I just,
0: I mean, I, I'm going to sound like a jerk because I already said that i I think Zeke is going to rebound, but I, I I sort of take issue with the idea that Zeke is great at making plays in the open field because that's that's been his biggest problem as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't really care how many rushing yards he winds up with, like that's a volume stat, and especially with a guy like Tony Pollard behind him, like I don't care if Zeke has 1,500 yards. I care if Zeke makes a couple people miss and turns. A four-yard gain into a twenty-two-yard gain, or if Zeke slips a tackle on a screen and goes sixty yards—like we haven't seen that enough. You know, he did it as a rookie. He's done it. He's shown that he's capable of doing it. But that's what's been missing from his game. And I know there is value in consistently getting four-yard hammering, and that's what you hear from Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy when this comes up. There is value in that. But that's not why I'm paying you fifteen million dollars. I'm paying you fifteen million dollars to catch the ball up the line of scrimmage, juke three tackles, and get forty yards downfield. And that's what's been missing from Zeke's game. More but I don't, so think, than I
2: don't think he's had a lot of open field opportunities. Because uh, to be honest with you, not this last year, he had guys on him before he get the, get the ball most of the time. I mean, I don't I don't think there were a lot of those opportunities this year. You do? Well, then that's on him, isn't it? Not necessarily. If the offensive line I, isn't blocking think, well enough where he has those opportunities, here, that's on the offensive here, line.
3: Hold on. Let me throw this part in, too. This doesn't matter if you're in the open field, if you're in the middle of the pile, if you're up by 20, if you're down by four, if you're playing with with the, the starting tackles or not, it, Dax the it doesn't matter. Fumbling is a problem Absolutely. regardless, and that was his number one issue last year. It looked like he... he It just looked like he wasn't mentally focused at times, and that's hard to judge that about Zeke. I mean, he's kind of that way a little bit kind of spacey, and sometimes um, I I do think he's focused most of the time, but some of those fumbles just look like they were...
2: Is that what you put it on? Because I I actually think he was trying to do too much. I think a lot of those times he's trying to get that extra yard and not not well, thinking about ball security as much as this extra yard. Then maybe and, that's, then, you know. then
3: that's my point, then. I'm not saying he's over here thinking about playing Madden. I'm, t- yeah. I'm just thinking Pumpkin that, pie. like, or what, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, it, it, the focus wasn't always there. And maybe he'll admit it at one point, but, you know, I think it wasn't as much fun when Dak was out.
2: I could totally see that. I could absolutely totally see that. Dave, were you about For to say something? For any of us, really. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: No, I was, I was going to say I know I wasn't having fun and no. I wasn't getting <laughs> blasted 25 times a game. So there's no way Zeke was having fun. Um No, and I mean there's something there's something to what you're saying for sure, but that kind of goes back to my point is for 15 million dollars a year, I expect you to make something out of nothing. Fair. I like that's I mean I expect that and it's not it's probably not fair, but Welcome
2: to the NFL, I guess. No, I mean, honestly, I think it's absolutely fair. I think when you start factoring in the money, you pay guys big money because you expect them to be able to carry the team. I mean, what we've always said since Zeke has gotten here is this offense runs through Zeke. Last year, he had an opportunity for it truly to run through him, and it couldn't. Like, it wasn't moving through him. And and, and part of that is... I don't care how good of a running back you are. When you don't have offensive line talent, mm-hmm. you're not going to be as productive. And that's just the nature of it. That's not. There's nothing we're going to get around with that. That's just the nature of it. Especially with his style of running, he is more of a. I think he's more of a bruiser back than he is a an elusive. You know, I'm going to make three people miss type guy. He's not Barry Sanders. Um, so, so that being said, like I just don't think without blocking, he's going to be as effective. True. All right. Let's real quick, uh, before I we end... have a in- question. Go ahead.
4: Real quick. Um, well, earlier, I think it was Nick that brought this point up uh, uh, as far as contracts. And I mostly know about the Cowboys because I'm here and I see it on a day-to-day basis. When it comes to giving a guy a contract and then we start seeing somewhat of a decline or not necessarily that person meeting the expectations of the contract... Is that something very common that happens around the NFL, just in other teams, that you guys get a contract and then the next year they're just not really being as productive as you expected? Or is that something that mostly we see here with the Cowboys?
0: It happens, it everywhere, happens everywhere, every year. Yep. Every job, probably. Yeah, by, by the way, did, that's, that's probably every, so yeah, for every job.
2: Huh? What'd you say?
0: Why does Sue get so much crap?
4: Why what? Oh, the Cowboys, the, uh, these players, every time they get a contract with the Cowboys, it's like um, you're, you're attacking them so, so much. And I'm not saying us, but just everyone in general. So if that's just something that's mostly common around the right. NFL and just something that kind of happens by design every time you give a, a big contract or extend the contract. But let's, but let's what? be clear,
2: let's be clear though. It I don't think I don't think that the great players in the league that doesn't happen. So I think what happens is guys that that have a decline, then fans feel a little duped because they're like, We thought you were one of the great ones. And the Cowboys paid you like mm. you were a great one. And you're turning out to be not a great one. You're turning out to be a good one that's being paid like a great one. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where it kind of comes in. Like So we never, you never have
4: any great ones?
2: No, I don't think that's the case. I, I think they have some great players, but I think it's also a function of the fact that, again, for the last 25 years, this team has not been good.
3: I think there's been two guys in the last – Great. I, I think two guys in the last 10 years that that have probably been – that signed a really big extension and continued to play that way.
2: I would say three, but go ahead. Who are your two?
3: Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Are you saying how long? I, I just went back – Ten years,
2: I don't know. Okay, because I was going back to to Witten and 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 Demarcus, and I think they, I think they played yeah. up to the level of their contracts. Yeah. yeah, I would even say Tony did. Tony played just, up to the level of his contract. I
3: never thought Witten was breaking the bank anyway. I mean, and again, that's true. Yeah, but Tyron didn't either, right? So I don't think Tony actually. I mean, Tony was Tony making, didn't play up
2: to his contract. Yeah,
3: I don't no. think Tony not thirty. I don't think so it was like thirty million a year. I mean, and it's it's hard. It's hard to do. It's, I don't it's, know. I, it's hard to do. I, I, you know, I love Tony, but yeah. but I mean, uh, uh, just even Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper had a really good year uh, this year. Let's see. Let's see what happens. But I mean, she, back to her point. I remember one off where they did like four guys. It was mm-hmm. like two thousand eight. Yep. All these guys needed new deals, and none of them were good. You know, I mean, none of them lived up to it. It was Who Terrence was Newman. It was Marion Barber. Um, I'm missing, was that Hamlin that year? Hamlin, mean? yeah, yeah. All those guys. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's it's hard and to, it didn't
2: work from there. No. Yeah, none of them became better players. And, and, after
3: and that. the main reason too is it goes back to like D. Law. Everything you just said about the guy that's really good, that's paying great. I, I think of D. Law, and I'm thinking, but, but, do you want to like not pay him? I mean, no, you can't. That's the problem. You can't it's afford like, to not pay him. Now you have a hole. If you don't pay the guy, just like if you don't, if you didn't pay Zeke a couple years ago, you run into that problem and. It, it's hard. It, it's a it's a hard deal.
2: I guess maybe what Amber is saying, maybe we should all stop start changing our expectations and just expect that he got the money but he's still the same player. And the same player is going to be good in some some games, maybe not so good in others. I don't know. He's not going to be better. I guess is the point. No, that's, no,
3: we got to keep got to keep arguing like we got to keep doing that. That's what keeps shows like this going.
0: <laughs> well, not not only that, but I mean and you know, I mean I'm the first one, you know, I would argue, I think Demarcus Lawrence, he's not playing up to the contract that he's on, but like Demarcus Lawrence is still a hell of a player. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. But at the same time, every Tuesday these guys' direct deposits hit for like a million and a half dollars a week. So that—that's my like deal with it. Oh, people are mean to you because you're making too much money. You know, you know how much I would care if I was in that situation
2: about what people say my
0: way to the bank yeah i would laugh my way to the bank every week and be like how how much money just hit in my account so they can deal with it but ag i promise you it ain't a it ain't a cowboys thing i literally i mean the rams just the rams just begged the lions to take their number one overall pick (laughs) off their hands The Eagles, everybody in the Eagles fan base hates Carson Wentz like a year and a half after he was the savior. Uh, You know, the Niners don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. I bet you, I wonder how much the Bears love Khalil Mack because I know he's still an amazing player, but how much is he helping them accomplish their goals of getting back to a Super Bowl? Oh, they're
2: having the same conversation. You know fans are having the same conversation up there as fans of the Cowboys are having about Demarcus Lawrence.
0: That's very very, very rare that these guys live up to the expectations that the dollar signs put on them.
2: All right, so here's but what we're going to do. That's okay. Real quick before we end the show, I want to get Super Bowl picks. Why not you just really quickly tell me who you think's going to win uh, game versus Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Let's start with you,
4: Amber. Uh, um, I think that I won't be mad on whoever wins the game, but – I would like to see Kansas win again, because um, I don't know, Tom Brady has done a hell of a job over there and the way he came back and made it happen and made it all the way back to the Super Bowl, but man, that's just going to be a one record very hard to beat if he gets another Super Bowl. I don't, it's hard to see a quarterback to get that many wins, so I would vote for Kansas.
3: Okay, Nick. Going with the Jayhawks also. (laughs) Stop. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Kansas City. Go Kansas City. I think, yeah. You know what? I agree. I don't want to see him. What is he getting? What, he got six already? Yeah. No, man, no. (laughs) Yep. But but then again, if we're still doing this show in 15 years, we're going to be like, remember back when Mahomes only had one and now he's got 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 nine? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Mahomes. All right.
2: Dave.
0: Uh, I'm not picking against Mahomes but man it would be it would be the most NFL thing ever. I like I'm just I'm not going to be surprised if the Bucks win. I know I just basically picked both teams so <laughs> I'll say Kansas I, I I got Kansas City would like to find out. Uh, the LSU Fighting Tigers have six players in this game. So LSU is going to win no matter what because there's three guys on each team. So go Tigers.
3: You know, we- Such a David response, isn't it? We we have a teammate like on our, on our staff, who's like Grandpa is the head coach. Yeah, of the Bucks. Yeah,
2: yeah. And we're connected to him. Now I will say but this. We, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually I don't want this to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Yeah. I think right now Kansas City is having so many issues on their offensive line. They lost their best mm-hmm. offensive lineman for the season in that championship game, and I just I look at that and it matches up with something that did, that that Tampa's been doing really well here in the playoffs which is getting after the pass of so Shaq Barrett yeah. has been amazing. I just I think that's going to be the story of this game. I don't even know how it happens cuz I I've yet to see a game where Pat Mahomes for an entire game gets held down. But I I do think this all is is working towards something like that where this is a situation where Tampa Bay pulls it out and and gets a close win. We'll see how it goes, but I don't want that to happen. I really want Kansas City to win. I like Kansas City. I'm rooting for them, but I don't think they're going to win. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on next week. We'll we'll maybe get through more of this offensive line break or this offense uh, breakdown. We'll talk about the tight ends and offensive line next week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.